Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Markel Johnson is the fullback. Tight formation for the Black Knights. Murphy in motion. Handoff. Markel Johnson straight ahead. Breaks it at the 20-yard line. Far side of the 15. 10-5. Touchdown, Army! Belke gets it down. The kick is up by Moretzky. Plenty of distance. It's good! It's good! Quinn Moretzky, the pride of Honolulu, Hawaii wins the 2022 Army-Navy game in double overtime. May see another one of those. Uh, you certainly might. <laughs> Wrapping up hour number one here on Herd Ad Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. That's Andrew Rogers. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. We are joined now by Ken Kreitzer. He covers Army football. And, Ken, we are... Uh, very pleased to talk to you in front of the big rivalry game for Army and Navy. How are you this morning? Real good. I'm in downtown Boston. It's a beautiful day. There's going to be a, a, a number of uh, events in Boston. Uh, they do uh, an obstacle course, uh, tug of war. They're going to have a pep rally at Daniel Hall, uh, the, uh, the marketplace downtown. Uh, there's a debate team match, a dinner tonight all leading up to tomorrow's game at Gillette Stadium, a 3 o'clock start. It's good to hear my buddy uh, Rich DeMarco calling uh, plays from last year's game, a a double overtime game down in Philadelphia, won by, as as he mentioned, Quinn Moretzky uh, with his field goals to uh, tie the game to put in overtime and then the game winner. Uh, So a lot of excitement. Uh, You know, Army had a a tough stretch in the middle of the season. They lost five straight, including – you know, going to play at uh, at uh, Syracuse, they lost a game at Bo- to Boston College. They might have won, and uh, they had a tough time with Troy and uh, LSU. But then they've come back really strong the last three games. Uh, they were a 17-point underdog at Air Force, and they won 23-3. to And that was the score at halftime. Uh, fourth play of the game, Bryson Daly, the Army quarterback, ran about 62 yards for a touchdown and kind of set the tone for the day. And then they won over Holy Cross, a good FCS team. And then last week, they had another good team, Coastal Carolina, at home. You know, and they won it just the way Army football fans like it. Army ran for 365 yards against Coastal, passed for exactly zero. And everybody (laughs) was really happy. Uh, Ken, you mentioned that really tough stretch in the middle of the season. Can you give us some context? Obviously, they had... Close games against BC, UMass, as you mentioned, um, and then they had some tough games in there against LSU and Syracuse. But uh, did something change? Because they started off winning two out of their first three. They've won their last three since then. Like, what happened in the middle of the season, and what's changed that they've been able to turn it around? Well, you know, it's what happens in college football. Their starting quarterback got hurt. Mm. Uh, Bryson Daly, I believe it was in the Syracuse game, where they played Syracuse pretty even most of the way. Um, 
And then uh, he was not 100% against Boston College, didn't play for a couple of weeks. Uh, they put the freshman quarterback, Champ Harrison, against LSU. And as Coach Munkin said, the year before, he was playing for high school in Miami and did the best he could. But um, then uh, Bryson Daly had a chance to get uh, get uh, get healthy. He's from Abernathy, Texas. And uh, as I said, he uh, really surprised everybody at the Air Force game. They played in front of 52,000 at the Broncos Stadium and uh, Army uh, between special teams and the offense. And what, they, what the big thing, and people will notice, there will be a lot of talk on the broadcast uh, tomorrow, is Army changed the offense for the Coastal Carolina game. Army had been trying to do the shotgun offense all year. They brought in a new offensive coordinator, Drew Thatcher, to implement it. And they felt, Coach Monk had felt it just wasn't working. So they went back to the old offense of pound the ball, smash mouth Army football. And as I said, they got 365 yards against a good coastal team. And uh, they went back under center. And Army's got these two big fullbacks, Jacoby Buchanan and Tyson Riley, both seniors, both 255 pounds when they've been on a diet for two weeks. <laughs> and they, uh, went, they are very hard to stop in short yardage. I think both of them are going to be in NFL camps next year. Um, so they're going back to it. I think Army's, you know, Coach Munkin talked about the difficulty um, in playing both a shotgun offense and a under center offense. He said after the Coastal game that all the plays are different. Uh, but somehow or other, Bryson Daly ran it, made the change smoothly. And even more, Army's been playing a freshman center by the name of Brady Small from New Jersey, a big 295-pound player. And he's been playing most of the year, and he made the switch from doing the shotgun snap to the under center snap without you know, missing a beat, no, no, uh, no, you know, no dropped uh, uh, snaps, and, uh, um, which was really remarkable. But that's what they're going to be talking about. It gives Navy a lot to think about. Everybody's talking about, well, is Army going to do some plays from shotgun, some, some plays from under, under center? I think they're going to run the fullbacks tomorrow until Navy can stop them. Well, Ken, I'm happy that you brought that up because I was going to ask about the game plan because it doesn't seem like there are any real mysteries to the game plan for both of these teams, right? Whichever team runs the ball more effectively and prevents the other team from doing the same usually wins this game. Yeah, I think that's a different element this year. Um, Coach Munkin tried to adjust to the difference. The NCAA changed the downfield blocking rules, uh, really eliminating blocking below the waist beyond the tackle box. And so he made the adjustment. Now about Navy – what they have is they got a really sharp quarterback named Xavier Arline. We met him last year. He's going to become a Marine Corps officer, number seven. He's played the last seven games. He can run the ball. He's got 1,013 yards. He's got seven touchdowns. Uh, the, the Army uh, staff believes that they're, they're going to use multiple quarterbacks in the game. Uh, Ty Levitt, Ty, uh, played in the 2021 game for Navy that they beat Army at the Meadowlands. And they also have a good-looking freshman named Brandon Woodson, they think, may get in the game, too. So they're trying to throw different wrinkles at each other. But it really, it's about who manages the ball the best, who avoids any fumbles, who can avoid an interception. Navy's got an aggressive defense. Uh, their new coach is Brian Newberry, who was the defensive coordinator uh, for a number of years there. Um, and he, they had 28 sacks this season and uh, 14 fumbles that they generated, uh, 10 interceptions. 
So they've got a 24 to 11 turnover margin. So that's what they're going to be doing. Um, you know, it's really who can manage the ball better, who can manage the clock, and it should be a great game. Ken, I wanted to ask you about uh, about Jeff Monk in there. Uh, he's, I think, unquestionably the most successful modern coach in Army history. What has he been able to do to be able to – I mean, obviously there's a lot of challenges and limitations about coaching football at one of the service academies. What has he been able to do to have – relatively consistent success over the course of almost 10 years now? Well, you know, I've worked with Coach Munkin since the day he arrived uh, 10 years ago, and he's an incredible leader, uh, number one. And, you know, you got 150, 175 people involved with the football program between players, coaches, trainers, managers, equipment guys. And Coach Munkin has every single person in the organization going full speed in the right direction all the time. And that pays off. He built up the offensive line. Army used to have very small offensive lines before he got there. And this year they have all 300-pound players. It's the first time you've probably seen that in a service academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've, they've uh, you know, recruited the country real well, brought in players. And he brings in players who want to serve our country in the U.S. Army. You know, we always talked about representing the 1.2 million soldiers of the U.S. Army. And, uh, you know, the great things that some of the graduates are, are doing uh, over, you know, in the Army, deployments, advancing in their career, serving our country. And he really embraces that. And, uh, you know, I think we have 35 Army seniors. We were at their branch night uh, uh, last week where they all stand up in an auditorium, the 1,000 members of the senior class. And they get told to open their envelope, and, and it's a branch of the U.S. Army, infantry, armor, uh, field artillery, cyber, signal, all of the branches of the Army uh, medical. And he embraces that for his players and, uh, you know, just treasures representing the U.S. Army. And we love it when it rains because they'll always say, rain doesn't stop the U.S. Army. <laughs> Uh, Ken, we've got about a minute and a half here left with you. I, I'm just curious, you know, you, obviously you've been covering uh, Army football in this game for a long time. Just what's your favorite part? You mentioned some of the other stuff that goes on leading up to this football game. Just what's your favorite part about this game and this rivalry? Well, I'll tell you, last year I had the privilege of being down on the field uh, before the game, and we there's a number of things. They do an exchange of the uh, exchange students. They call it a prisoner exchange. <laughs> and then, um, you know, watch for that. And then, um, you know, before the game, um, you know, the players are, before they're introduced, uh, all the dignitaries from the Army are out there. You know, the chief of staff of the Army is General McGonville last year, uh, Secretary of the Army, the chairman of, the Joint, of uh, Secretary of Defense uh, is a West Point grad. And, um, we, they, and when the teams were introduced, you know, they come out, they run out of the tunnels. Army came out first, and four helicopters fly overhead. The Navy's introduced, and they come out on the other side of the field. Four jet planes fly over the stadium. And last year, the team ran right by where I was standing. They went, ran out to the middle of the field, and they ran right by where I uh, had my little camera position. And uh, what a moment. And uh, they do the coin toss and get set for the kick, and they play Tsunami. And everybody's waving their caps. It's an incredible moment. Uh, but the best, biggest moment of the day for the Army-Navy game is singing second. You know, after the game, they sing the Ramah Maters, and the losing team sings first, mm-hmm. and, the sec- and the winning team sings second. 
It's That's a big one. Ken Kratzer. He covers Army football. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really special uh, event going on this weekend, and I hope you enjoy getting to cover the game. Hey, thanks. Great. Great to talk to you guys. Hey, thanks, Ken. That prisoner exchange, too, is funny because how it works is they, they were sent to the other service academy for the fall semester. Yeah. And then so, they, like, like, they had ex- to go through school. Literally there. exchanged them and back. And then they're exchanging <laughs> them back. So it's a cool tradition. That's Ken Kratzer. He uh, covers Army football. We appreciate his time. Coming up next, we've got a little uh, Christmas movie debate to settle here on Herd Sports Radio. Ooh.